Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina, and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. I have to admit that I'm a little bit nervous for my next guest to come on here. He is Pam's son, Grayson, and he's sitting right beside me right now, which I never have my guests record with me in person, but Spirit guided us to do it this way. So today we're going to honor that. He drove over an hour to be here, and I couldn't be more grateful. So please, everyone, help me welcome Grayson to the podcast. Hi, Grayson. Hi, how are you doing? I'm nervous. I'm a little I'm, nervous too. But. I never get nervous like this, but I... I think having you sit beside me and do this in person is what's intimidating because you do carry a very, very strong high energy. And obviously, we've been sitting together, you know, for the last hour and a half in my healing room, having a really great discussion. Having a podcast to ourselves, pretty much. We did. I I could talk to you for hours. And I thought, well, I guess we should probably go up and record. And then I sat here with the laptop in front of me going, oh my God, I have to hit record. What am I going to say? <laughs> and it's intimidating, I think, to do it in person with someone as mm-hmm. opposed to Zoom. So Yeah, but it is what it is. I mean, Spirit, like you said, guided us together. And yeah. I, I felt like I right away was just drawn to come. felt like I had to do this in person. Well, I, I asked my mom first if, like, she norm- if you normally do that. Yeah. And I th- think she said, like, no, no. And, like, never. And I was like, <laughs> interesting. Like, I've never done a pod over the phone, but I just was like, hey, you're not that far away. Like, I can just give a quick drive over. An hour and something, right? That's nothing for me. No? I okay, good. I in the car, so. Do you? Okay, well, good. I, I was the car. It's my safe space. So. <laughs> I love that. I was, like, really grateful that you actually drove all the way to come here and do this because I knew that day when you, when did I see you last Two weeks? It was about two weeks ago, or maybe yeah, two th- weeks ago. Yeah, something like ago. that. We saw each other, and you came in for a session, and I knew in that moment that I was reading for you that I had to ask you to come on here, and I can't explain it. It was just a knowing, and then everything unfolded, and that day, and the day after, and then I ended up having your mom come on here mm-hmm. first to and explain. I, I the haven't story. listened to the podcast with you with her yet. You haven't listened to that yet. No, so I. Yeah, I was, I was asked her if I should listen to it. She kind of gave me like a brief, mentioned briefly what you guys talked about, yeah. kind of, but not really like anything so into it. So I listened no to idea. the first one you did with her, which was really good. Okay. Just about you guys and your guys is how you guys met and stuff like yeah. that and with your dads and stuff. Yeah. Um, and my grandpa. So it was, that was a really cool podcast to listen to mm-hmm. with you two and then. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it would make it a little more authentic if I didn't listen to it beforehand. And oh, actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah not knowing anything. Yeah, and just well, I'm going to explain some stuff to you then about okay. what happened because okay, I think excited. it does make sense. And for anyone that's out there listening that hasn't listened to the episode with Pam, his mom, I will explain that Grayson is one of the 13 survivors of the Humboldt Broncos bus tragedy. And when I first met his mom, I had no idea that um, even as a psychic and a medium, none of that ever came up in any of her sessions. And the day that she brought you to me to work with you, I had no idea what I was going into. And then all of your session, everything just unfolded. And what transpired after that, when you left, did your mom tell you about what happened to me at the doctor's office and the tattoo and I remember the tattoo because we were talking about that after my session right and then mm-hmm. it was the 16 birds right that was, was with the, y- the dark it was because I had seen that with you the the birds yeah. um, coming off of your chest and then yeah. you showed me your friend's tattoo but so that day I went with my son to the doctors right after you left and they I was going to do like a meet and greet for this new doctor and so she wanted to take my blood pressure. And for some reason the mach- like the machine just wouldn't work and I was like what is wrong? Like how am I like dead? You know what's happening? And she ended up um, coming back a couple of times to try to like redo it. And I'm almost positive it was like the second or third time she came and did it and I looked down at her wrist and I was like oh my God, what am I seeing? And she had her sleeve kind of pulled up and she had a name written on her wrist with all these little black birds flying up her <laughs> arm. And I was like, oh my God. And so that's stuff you can't make up, yeah, right? And I sat there sure. going, 
there's a bigger reason of why I saw this tattoo. What is the reason? So I ended up asking the girl if I could take a picture of it. I thought that's weird, but I did it anyways. So I got the picture and I texted it to your mom right away. I was like, okay, you've got to see this. This is weird. And then I was driving home and I got such a clear message that I had to have your mom on the podcast first before you. Mm-hmm. And because remember when you were sitting with me, I said to you, okay, I'd love to have you on the podcast. You yeah. said, yes, okay, I'd love to do that. And then I got the message that your mom had to come on first and mm-hmm. explain the story and then bring you on here. So Yeah, well, it's kind of set the stage a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? And so everybody else, all the listeners, if they did listen to that episode, would know your story from mm-hmm. your mom's perspective. Yeah. But today is... Um, we're doing it from your perspective. I wanted yeah. you to share your journey with everybody because not only about the accident, that's not the whole point of this podcast today. It's really to explain your spiritual journey and what has happened yeah. to you over the last you know, little while, especially. And I'd say the last five years for yeah. like since that was kind of like the, the TSN turning point, I'd call it like in my spiritual journey where things really shifted. So let's take everybody back in time then before the accident, because I know that even downstairs, you mentioned something to me that you said, wait, I'll, I'll tell you that on the podcast. Well, that, that gets a little bit, that was after the accident stuff when, uh, what we were talking about before, but what do you mean? Like just before the accident just like kind of my yeah, I would mindset say, and stuff like that. Where were you at on your journey? Where Did you understand the other side? Did you understand spirituality? <sighs> I was always kind of intrigued by, and I don't like the word, but conspiracy. And like, mm-hmm. I always knew it wasn't exactly what we have been told. Like mm-hmm. whatever it may be, I've learned over the years. I always knew you know there was a there was a certain level that truth wasn't fully there so i i mean i remember looking and like watching old history channel shows where they talk about aliens and stuff like that but it was never i was always intrigued but i never fully believed any of it mm-hmm. um like i just didn't really know what was true i would say but i always had a feeling that something was off and I guess I didn't really fully realize a lot of that until, well, after the accident, um, the first like memorable experience I can have, like I remember was in the hospital. Um, it was a couple of days before I was, I was in Saskatoon still a couple of weeks and I was about to leave to go to Calgary. And my mom, she through, I think my auntie had a Reiki master that, uh, wanted to come and see me or she wanted her to come do some work on me and I was like well I was locked in the bed kind of couldn't really move with a broken back so I couldn't really say no but at the same time I was like yeah whatever like I don't really fully accept this at all but um I'll let her do whatever like I I was pretty numb at the time and didn't I didn't really care basically is what it was so she came and changed my life because like she just like she didn't even touch me at all mm-hmm. she just put her fingers right below my feet like underneath my toes a little but didn't wasn't touching me and i felt like the energy go right through me like into every little part of my body mm-hmm. like my fingertips were going just crazy and i was just blown away i was like what is happening like what are you doing to me mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just didn't get it but I knew right there that like you couldn't make that feeling up. It was real. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the start, I would say, is after that. And I started, um, I went to one of uh, my mom's Reiki girls who lived close by in another town. And, you know, I was still skeptical, though, a little bit. I didn't really fully, I knew, I knew it was something, but I didn't know what it was. And when I didn't understand it, I didn't trust it. Fair. So mm-hmm. I, but I knew there was something to it, and she started telling me things about, um, like my best friend Ryan passing away, and a couple of the other guys, um, who f- passed away in the accident that would come to her and stuff, and you know I would be like, okay, like she is saying things that probably are impossible to know, but I am, I was in the public eye at the time, and mm-hmm. like, I had no way of trusting if someone. It was a simple Google search 
and there was a lot of stuff on my name and stuff that could have popped up. So, you know, I was skeptical of that as well. But I ended up taking one of my really good buddies there to go see her because I told him about it and he was pretty intrigued. So I lined this up where I got, and he lived in a different town, had no idea who she was. She had no idea who he was. And she started naming his grandparents. I passed away through this Mm -hmm. Reiki session at the end. And he actually tragically lost his girlfriend when he was 16 in a car accident. And I think he was really looking for a message from her or something. And he never got it originally. And when they were talking right before we were about to leave, he was like, yeah, I just thought you were going to mention, you know, somebody else. And she just said, oh, the blonde haired girl with the name, like, like kind of gets it. And then it was like pretty much said her name. Wow. And he was just like, he started crying a little. Mm -hmm. And like, he was just like, and for me, it was like, okay, you, you literally can't make this up. Yeah. There's no way you could possibly not, like, that you could just know that. And then that kind of, that was the start of my, like, journey, I would say, where I was kind of opened up after that. Mm-hmm. But it took, that was probably about a year and a bit mm-hmm. after the accident. Wow. That that whole kind of played out, and there was a lot in between that, but a lot of unconscious behavior and stuff, and, you know pretty numb and there's like a lot of things going on at the time like there's this event going on and I get got all these amazing opportunities to go do a bunch of stuff and meet amazing people and yeah. wasn't really the best circumstances to be touring the world a little bit or North America and right. hanging out with NHL players I looked up to my whole life or like you know just meeting these amazing people and getting these opportunities so I was like wasn't really focusing on my spiritual journey at that time I was more just trying to enjoy what was happening and just I realized at the time like ah this isn't going to last forever so I probably should enjoy these experiences while I got them Mm -hmm. so that would have been the start that makes a lot of sense and I think that going through something as traumatic as you did and you know I'm saying to you downstairs when we were talking ahead of time that Mm -hmm. I will say trauma is trauma it doesn't matter whose experience is worse than another in its perspective, really. And I would say that having gone through something as traumatic as that, and it kind of forces you to have a spiritual awakening because you have to question why. Why are you here? A hundred percent. Right. And I I felt like I never really questioned why either when it happened, which was a weird thing. As most people would, Uh right? I had like almost an instant understanding of, I have to be here. Well, yeah, like something, I could understand how it could happen. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't didn't bother me as, I was almost like concerned that it didn't bother me as bad as it did, like the way I handled it almost. Like, it just like made sense how something like that could happen. Mm-hmm. And then made me accept it a lot quicker, I feel like, but obviously like there's a lot of like parts in between that that memories of it and you know just the whole day itself more afterwards I felt almost a little more traumatic and stuff but obviously there's a lot to still unpack and deal with that trauma but like for some reason it something made it make sense for me in my head Mm. just looking back yeah was just spirit I think just preparing me or allowing me to understand it I guess I don't yeah that's kind of it's kind of how it felt anyways as I'm talking about it now working that out but yeah that's kind of what it was like did you feel like a certain expectation from others to heal the way that they wanted to maybe that to heal the way that they wanted you to heal maybe definitely I mean when you got like that many families all involved and stuff, it, there's a, like it can get pretty hectic and well, there's just a lot of opinions around a lot of things too, which is tough. And like you gotta respect everybody's privacy and like what they were going through and their grief and their trauma, and mm-hmm. that was really tough. I'd say like just because everyone's got their own way and own path of dealing with a lot of grief and stuff like that, so it was. It was just tough 
not stepping on people's toes and you know like being respectful to other people right in your own like your own healing journey as well which i found that hard because i was i felt like i was alone on, sometimes on a lot of my healing path and yeah but that was okay like it was it was just everyone was on their own journey and stuff too and everyone's at their own places at different times and i know like luckily like with the with the surviving boys and stuff we got, grew pretty close but we also understood that everyone's going through different stages at different times i feel like and 100 percent. we really yeah. so i feel like we did a really good job of supporting each other in that sense because not like we got along about everything or how things were dealt with or you know there's there's always drama with a lot of things but we always support each other at the end of the day and that really helped i think in that sense of the healing part where you didn't feel drawn to heal a certain way i think after a certain amount of time like right. it was just everyone accepted everyone's on their own path, path of healing and because everyone's you're all going to do things differently at different times exactly right? and everyone's got their own way of handling things and you got to respect that and you do, do and you i think other people who ended up really respecting that for me as well i think even though i didn't handle it maybe the best i like to shut out and just push everything away and isolate that's kind of like how i like to deal with stuff and that's like my automatic thing is to just isolate myself i'm the same way so i get it yeah. and not many people understand that but it's um a way of like protecting yourself yeah and just like not being influenced by outside factors and stuff like Fair that enough. which mm -hmm. that that can be tough as well like with i struggle a lot with just the media side of it and the attention on I, I felt guilty for getting attention for something that I didn't even do. <laughs> I was just there. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't feel like I deserved it. I didn't do anything to gain the attention that was valuable, you know. Right. But I was getting a lot of it. So then it was like a guilt in that sense of just all this attention just for happening to be a survivor of something yeah. so tragic, right? So... I can't even imagine, honestly. And do you still talk to the other guys that survived? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, frequently. Yeah, we get together once a year. We go um, have a, like a group weekend kind of thing together. We try to every year. We did a Kelowna trip one year, and um, so yeah. And we do. A, I know we did uh, two like Zoom calls with all the boys, just, like during the winter and uh, in the fall. So like. And then some of the boys live around in Alberta here, so you see them every now and then. Or, okay. You know, so we're still, all, all the boys are pretty, like, everyone, a lot of guys are, yeah, we're all connected. Everyone's yeah. doing their own things, and we're kind of at that age now where guys are getting girlfriends and yeah, things life are getting is serious, and life yeah. is kind of going on. So, like, it's been really cool to watch the guys grow and see them grow as well. Yeah. And, but we're all kind of realizing like damn we're getting old now like <laughs> <laughs> everyone's realizing like life's moving forward and everyone kind of goes their own way but like we're still connected and that's I a good way to put it i think you'll always be connected Those, there's no getting away from it well and that's yeah. it who can say that i don't know if anyone in the world can understand the 13 of you the way that you guys do Mm -hmm. there's nobody that's going to understand nobody, that yeah. they can empathize and they can say that they you know feel for you and things like that but nobody can understand it but you guys mm -hmm. because it's something that they that you all experience in a yeah. in a way that nobody can ever truly understand it's just I, I can empathize even as a healer and say oh my goodness like i can feel the emotion behind you know that experience yeah. but i can't say that i could ever put myself in those shoes Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's something that we figured out pretty early. It was just like, nobody's going to get it. Only you guys. And we are mm -hmm. the only ones that get it. And mm -hmm. it's something that's bonded us for life. And we're like, those are my brothers till the day I die, right? And yeah. Always will be. So like we, we understood that, that there's going to be times when nobody's going to understand. But it is what it is. And only we get it and it doesn't really matter. And I hope that you guys you know well you guys will probably i think what may happen is you will go in and out of each other's lives forever but i yeah. think there will always be that uh, a deeper understanding that if you didn't speak to one of them for 10 years that you could call them and i think and 
It'd go like right back to normal to yeah mm-hmm. and that's how it is too it's not like i talk to every one of the guys all the time like i'm mm-hmm. definitely closer with a couple of boys from that live closer to me um mm-hmm. in alberta here but i'm if i call if i if i was to shoot a facetime right now to any of them it would be like the last time It'd i talked be, to them right yeah, so which i love it's that that's level really of respect nice. we all have for each other which is yeah. i'm truly thankful for because there is no bullshit really Mm -hmm. with it it's we respect each other and you have to i guess now Mm -hmm. here's a question for you and it's a little personal and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to but do you still speak to any of the parents that had lost yeah like i wouldn't say i reach out to any of them but Uh um like we end up being at a lot of events and stuff like that and um whether it's like golf tournaments that i mean i think like almost most of the parents who had children pass away have golf tournaments and stuff like that. So there's so many of those going on, but mm-hmm. obviously you can't, it sucks. You can't make it out to every single one. Right. And, um, so like there's always events throughout the years that, you know, some of them, whether it was like Memorial cup, there's almost all of us back there. And then there's the humble golf tournament where a lot of the families come back as well too. And, they run a hole for each of the guys and mm-hmm. um so like you end up seeing a lot of them a lot through events more i would say but mm-hmm. i've had parents reach out to me and stuff as well and some more than others and some not really at all but i mean yeah that's that's basically the gist of it but i don't really know how that's gonna go moving forward but mm-hmm but there yeah it was a bit it was there was different like mostly just because we couldn't relate to their pain right their their experience and we could on a certain level but not on a losing a child level which is like the hardest thing anyone could probably go through so the mom right especially just the thought of it it it's heartbreaking and yeah you can't put yourself in a position like that unless you've experienced it. Mm-hmm. And my question too was after this happened and, and soon after, did you ever find that any of the parents maybe clung to you guys a little bit because you were that final piece to. Yeah. Like in a sense, a but I don't, I never found it in a negative way. Um, more so they just wanted to see us thrive Yeah, and see us like, make the comeback in a sense you know like the underdog yeah. story i feel like they just really wanted the best for us and i believe that and they almost feel like we're their kids in a lot of sense now like yeah and maybe not exactly like that but that's maybe how like they felt like they could see us grow and like remind them of their kids that you know who didn't make it and yeah i think that might have brought them a lot of like warmth and something maybe something like that like healing in a sense just seeing us get better but i feel like that might have been hard for them as well at the same time yeah so i mean i just can't really speak for them honestly i don't i can't really know what they were a lot of families were thinking but i know like i never felt like that any ill will or anything like that it was always love there yeah it was a clinging of love because and that's what i was was thinking i would i would assume just from being a parent that the clingy part would be trying to hold on to you guys because it's what they have left of that puzzle piece right and Mm. that's more so what i was getting at was just speaking as you know a mom yeah and that's something i'll never understand just Mm -hmm. being a kid still you know like a young man so yeah i hope i never have to experience that ever but um like I just can't fully speak for them just because we had, like, there was, it was a completely different experience for them, for the families of the deceased versus the families of the survivors. I, mm-hmm. For sure, a complete different experience that the hardest thing for me was, that, yeah, that survivor's guilt of that and having to watch their parents go through that and yeah. be like, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, it's like I'd give hands. that, I'd give myself up in a second to see, like, to stop that, you know, like seeing yeah. the pain and the loss and why my son and, you know, like yeah. that is what's really hard, I think, to accept and 
there's well, won't know you know it's I know so that's tough and that was a tough thing I think a lot of them had to go through was yeah also seeing us try and thrive and and still live and, and still, still be live. here yeah. and I think as a medium you know I've been doing this work for so many years and watching and listening to many survivors of tragedies I think survivor's guilt is very real for a lot of people because it's 100%. that feeling of why me? Why am I still here? Mm-hmm. And they didn't get a chance to be. And I think that is probably one of the most difficult things for the people that I've worked with listening to their stories and them trying to make sense of their purpose here. And you and I having our conversation this morning about you know how I know you have a lot of work to do. You have a mm-hmm. lot of work to do here. And I know you have a very deep understanding of that. And even though you're so young, I know you're so I know you may not think you're so young, but to me you're very young. And I look at you as extremely wise. You have a lot of wisdom within your soul. And that tells me that you are a natural born healer. I, I saw it the minute that you came into my healing room. I was like, whoa, who is this guy? And I knew nothing about you. All I could feel was this high vibrating energy that was coming off of you. And I knew that you had a lot of work mm-hmm. to do to get to where you need to be as a healer. But I was also shown that I was going to be a part of that journey. And here you are and here, here you are. sit and we're just it's just the beginning you know i know mm-hmm. there's so much more but that's kind of why i wanted to have you on the podcast not just to talk about like i said the tragedy that doesn't it's, it's a part of the story it is a part yeah. of the story it's a part of the story that is bringing you to who you are today and where you're going ahead really for sure and i definitely felt like for a while there that was all that was ever going to define me was just like the kid that survived the accident mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. that's just what it was going to be and I met a lot of great people but I never you know met them because I just survived something mm-hmm. it was never that I did something or brought up anything of value I never felt like uh, I never felt as fulfilled yeah doing I can that, understand you know? that it was just like I was thrown in it and then it, but at the same time I, I had to take a step back and be present and be grateful for what I was experiencing because I knew it wasn't what the average anybody gets to experience. It was pretty special stuff, but that was the hard part was balancing that I don't deserve it yeah. and just shut up and enjoy it because it's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. So that, that, was, that was a tough struggle I bounced with for probably a couple of years there when all that stuff was happening after the accident and just the attention and... I mean, it was, that was a crazy thing was just the amount of attention it got. Yeah. Worldwide and just blankets, like quilts, school stuff, like kids, just everything just being mailed to us. And really? Wow. Just like the amount of support was just like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like you can't even put it into words. It, it didn't feel real. It was so much support. Like it yeah that was it was just it was just yeah Yeah. it was a gift for Mm -hmm. sure looking back and but at the time i almost like that it is like how is this possible yeah yeah fair (laughs) i never thought it'd be me i never felt like i was special really you know like growing up i just like small town kid yeah like it just seemed it was just bizarre for Mm -hmm. me it was foreign Mm -hmm. in a sense so and then here you are going through life now on this spiritual journey of discovering who you really are and that's what's magical to me because and and hence why you're here i suppose when i look at you psychically i'm amazed at what i see i truly am amazed at what i see because i have two boys and i've said that to you before where i see both of my kids in you it's like you know the older version and it's exciting for me to see that someone 
as young as you are could have this wisdom within your soul because I know both of my kids do but you will be the inspiration for people like my kids I think kids these days especially young males need to know that being open and understanding of the bigger energies that are out there and yeah that there is something more I think it's nice that they're going to have you to help inspire them in their future and that's honestly my goal and kind of what I've learned honestly in the last two weeks that's kind of come to me it's been pretty fresh that's kind of going to be part of my purpose because I never had that when I was trying to connect all these dots the last three years and it was pretty dark and some parts of that time frame was discovering a lot of things that and honestly it was actually the unlearning that Mm -hmm. was the hardest part Mm -hmm. of unlearning it a lot of things i thought were true which discovered weren't Mm -hmm. and that was like that was hard to go through alone i'd say Mm -hmm. but it also i mean i'm not saying it was fully a bad thing because it made me really trust my intuition and trust in myself and yep you know cut the wheat from the chaff a bit there and Mm -hmm took away a lot of the things that didn't serve me as much anymore mm-hmm. once I started trusting my intuition and just saying you know everything I once knew is up is up in the air mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I don't I'm gonna but I'll figure it out if you know what's true and what's not I'll get to the bottom of it but That's as of right now of I don't know I just don't know <laughs> and you're learning and yeah. hence why I think you were brought to me and I'm again going to say how grateful I am that I didn't know who you were at I didn't know your story at all and I think you know most mm-hmm. people assume psychics and mediums like we we look people up or we google them and stuff who's got time for that no. I know I don't you know for sure or, yeah when you said that in a pod I laughed because that's what I used to think was yeah. these guys could just google me you know like they, they, it's so easy to fake yeah. or but why would you even give a shit to do that why like, who cares or, or have the time to do that well even that but it's like you're seeing so many people it, it just it's just irrational it is it's and not logical imagine if I knew ahead of time who you were I think I don't even think our reading would be as helpful because no. when you came in, I knew nothing about you. And I I just was there to help because I love your mom so much. And I was like, yep, anything he needs, of course I'll help. I'll help with. And I just sat beside you going, who is this kid? Like, what, what is this? Like, how is he so wise? How does well, he know? And Yeah, and you started going through, like, my childhood and stuff. I'm like, yeah. when's she going to get to the part? Like... He doesn't yeah. see it yet and then no yeah like the way it came out was like it was like ominous almost like quiet like yeah like you needed to give the permission yeah and once i gave it it was just like boom 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 boom, boom. all these messages yeah. all these images and then i started seeing the images that you well, were that was, was like wild. what i found amazing you were like your face was so red you had all this energy surging through you and i'm watching you and psychically, I kept seeing you see the same thing as I was, like visually. I was like, he's clairvoyant. Oh my goodness. He's seeing the exact same thing I am. We're both in that energy at the uh, same time. You were like both remote viewing the same it was exact images, which, and I got it. It's like I got into remote viewing, like learning about it mm-hmm. a couple of years ago through a guy, if anyone wants to look it up, Russell Targ okay. is his name. He's a former CIA agent, and he's worked with CIA psychic. I think division. I know this guy. You can literally look up on CIA.gov, like okay. their stuff on. It's called ESP, extrasensory perception, or something. I think is what it's called. Yeah. And it's how the CIA uses psychic abilities, uh-huh. which is it's, it's in their own documents. I mean, it's real. It's you can't. Mm-hmm. It's there. You can remote view stuff, and he would go into talking about finding people's lost items. And yep. They would play psychic tag and all this stuff where mm-hmm. they would send people across the world and yeah. say, remote view this person where they're at, and then they would draw it, and they'd be exactly where they're at. It's unbelievable. And I, do you know that my dream job when I was, like, well, my whole life to this day has always um, been to be a detective? Mm. And the reason is because I can see that stuff. And mm-hmm. so 
you know, when I was a kid, I would, my parents always had the news on and I hated that, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, it was so negative. But I'd walk into the room and there would be like, you know, a story of, say, somebody gone missing. Yeah. And it would be like a little movie would play out before my eyes of what happened to them, where they were located. And and honestly, that's the stuff that freaked me out. And that's why I, yeah. I put this away and I put it aside until my 30s because I didn't want to see that stuff. Can you imagine yeah. what that's like? You know, I know you can because you see it, but mm-hmm. it's that that fear that comes over you of, oh my God, how can yeah. I see this and know this? And then, you know, when you would find out weeks later that that's in fact what happened, you know, through the news or whatever, yeah. you're like, I saw all of that happen and before my eyes in real time. And I can help, you know, locate missing items. I've found many in my home <laughs> and I asked to see it. Show me yeah. where it's at. You know, I asked my guides, hey, show me where it's at. And then I'll get a vision of where it is and I'll, you know, go look and sure enough it's there like i mean information is just well information is light and light's a wave frequency and wave frequencies are everywhere so obviously mm-hmm. our electromagnetic frequencies of our own self can pick up or our brains can pick up these it's just information yeah it's, whether it's verbal which is also a wave which is like sound mm-hmm. light is also information as well it's how you well, it's how we trans like computers work is transferring information through courts and all that stuff as well. It's yep. So it makes sense. It's obvious, like it's real. I mean, that that was a tough thing too. Is just like realizing how is this even considered woo woo we when like our military are utilizing these tactics and not like police, FBI, uh, CIA. Yeah, yeah, like I mean. I remember hearing about like lots of missing children that would be found through psychics and stuff. And I'd be like, yeah, right. Like whatever, but you can't make it up. You can't. It is. If we tap into that energy and we ask to see it, it is shown to us. Not everything is shown to us either. Cause Mm -hmm. I had this conversation with a lady last night where I said, I think a lot of people put such high expectations on psychics and mediums and you know, like I'll get that a lot from, you know, certain friends that will joke about it. Well, you're psychic. How didn't you know that? And I'm like, I can't walk around knowing everything all the time either. I'd be crazy. I would go crazy. Mm-hmm. There, and there's certain things that we're just not meant to know or see. But if there is something that we do want to see and we can tap into that, we are shown it, you know, mm-hmm. just like missing yeah. kids out there, unfortunately. And I know that um, I've been asked that too as a medium multiple times if I do that, mm-hmm. or if I, I help parents that do that. And I did when I first opened up to this. But being honest um, here, I really freaked out because I am a mom. And the yes. situations that I saw were so horrific yeah. that I turned it off. I was like, I, I can't do this right now. I need to like raise my kids and, and not have that um, mm-hmm. fear and it's not okay. everybody's job. They're the right people are already out there doing it. They are. And we all you have know. specialties. It's like a doctor. Yeah. So you go into general practitioner or you go into a surgeon or you go to be an ER doctor or an yeah. optometrist or whatever that modality is. We definitely mm-hmm. have we specialize, specialties. I mean, we do specialize in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way, I think that's almost changing a bit where the, there's a little more combining of a lot of things but in a sense we're not and not everyone's meant to do every job right like right i feel like with you you already know your job and whether yeah. you're a teacher and being a mom and for now everything you know like yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah where i feel like that's what i'm looking for right now and kind of discovering what my job is going to be mm-hmm. and it's all kind of it is unfolding and like like i said i my dream job was to be it wasn't to do this actually at all i did want to be like rcmp or a detective like i actually Mm -hmm. wanted to go into that field and i still maybe someday you know i I say never say never because i know someday i will work with the police and and do those kind of missing persons cases and stuff like that i know i will um it's just a lot of dark energy it is a lot of dark energy and i think once you 
Yeah, I think once my kids are raised and and I I have that that strength to do that, I will. But we don't all have to figure it out. Just as you're mm-hmm. young and you don't have to figure out what your purpose is. I didn't go searching for this. It it just organically happened. And I think you're 23, right? Four. 24, sorry. Okay, so just 24. Turned, just turned. Just turned 24. 24. Okay. And so, you know, you've got so much ahead of you that you don't have to try to figure it out or find it. It will find yeah. you. Anytime I've tried to go and find it, I get That's kicked the down. the control aspect, yeah. right? Is the, which when we seek something, it is relinquishing control and surrendering to the unknown, which yeah. is very difficult to do. But when we do that, the journey will unfold in front of your eyes. Cool. And law of attraction, man. Yeah, it it's is. just that, you, that play. you open yourself up to what you want to come to you. Mm-hmm. And anytime you seek, you destroy, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, that's how I feel anyways. Anytime I've gone seeking for anything, it just blows up in my face. Yeah, because we're trying to control the outcome. outcome. Yeah. Which you can't. Who can say that at 24 years old? Like, I haven't met. The only other person that I've met that is like you and that is that wise is Ronnie. And Ronnie's been on the podcast well, that your mom knows. When I listen, That was one of my favorite podcasts because... My my dad's buddy calls me G baby and he's baby G. So it was yeah, like, <laughs> that's so funny. You two are like two peas in a pod. I, f- yeah. I felt like I was like, man, I get this guy. Like we had the exact same experience with like going through that spiritual experience, like mm-hmm. at a younger age, and the people around you not really understanding. Yeah, and just being on a on a boat by yourself kind of thing where yeah, you're very like, isolated yeah nobody really gets it around me or not that like they don't get me but there's just that lack of understanding there yeah. where there's always like i know he does his own thing but like i don't get it yeah yeah and, and that's hard to that's tough. it's hard to be i can't imagine actually having a spiritual awakening at your age like my God, mine didn't happen until I was like 36. And yes, there are little awakenings like we talked about before, mm-hmm. you and I alone. But I know there's little awakenings that happen. But then when like this big awakening thing happens, it's like overwhelming. And you guys are having it happen at such a young age. And I yeah, think and it accelerates. It's been accelerating since well over the five years. It started yep. really slow, got a little bit picked up again. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, since I've met you, it's <laughs> one, like every day, like Something one new. thing, one thing after another, one thing after another, message this, message that. That's statistically impossible to be a coincidence like this. You can't make it up. Like, yeah. And it's like, well, like I, before I came and seen you, like I was in a lull for about a year yep. in that, in that awakening where I got so caught up in uncovering truth and exposing lies that I only ever seen lies and the darkness and Mm -hmm. then I tried controlling a lot of outcomes in my life that like I said blew up in my face Mm -hmm. and I lost faith in a lot of sense where I was like I almost went back I call it into the matrix in a sense where like Mm -hmm just gave up in a sense of that spiritual journey and then my guides just pushed me to you and like my mom was hounding me for like a couple months <laughs> just like I think you should go see Korean I really think you should go see Korean like I was never against it I was like yeah I, I kind of want I want to go see her but I was just and I never felt right mm-hmm. time and then when I hurt my knee here and then had those two weeks of just like pure depression and everything and going to go see you it was just like another awakening in a sense another mini awakening of yeah oh yeah okay wake up mm-hmm. <laughs> you fell asleep again yeah and you hit, you hit the snooze alarm and forgot to wake up like and i will say you hurting your your knee because it is your knee right mm-hmm. yeah you hurt your knee and sometimes we're forced to feel because we go through life existing and and not really living we're just almost like in a in a rat race and like it's like groundhog day we do the same thing repeatedly yep. like and i feel like when spirit really wants you to change or to evolve 
they will shut you down until you listen. It happened to me. It's now happening to you. And that's even what your mom said. She's like, I've tried to get them to you, but the schedules just didn't align. And I was like, well, it wasn't the time. And she knows that. Um, but then she said to me, well, so he's hurt himself and uh, he's now available and he can't work. So he feels he's ready to come see you. And then hence you coming up mm-hmm. and everything unfolding. And I really even sat with you for that. We I think we were together like two, two and a half hours. Yeah, it was supposed and to be like 40 minutes, 45 yeah, minutes. It wasn't very, yeah, it wasn't it supposed was to be like that long. And kept going. Because was I was amazing. like, yeah looking at you going oh this is just the beginning of our journey and i know that i'm i'm grateful that i get to be a part of your future and to see where you're headed because i think what you need and like i had myself um is that mentor to kind of explain certain things the unknown the things that you're questioning and to Mm -hmm. teach you to have that trust to really dive into your intuition fully and and have a greater understanding of how to trust it whether it's ego or fear or or if it's actually insight right and your your mom's incredible she's an incredible healer but I think sometimes when we're so close to a situation, it makes it more difficult mm-hmm. to have those teachings from like, even with my kids, I know that there's so much that I would like to share with them and teach them. But I know that I'm not. You're too close. I am too close to them. Yeah. And I think of even, you know, in 10 years time, like my youngest will be 24 <laughs> in 10 years. So I'm like, oh, my God, by that time, you're going to have all of this knowledge and um extra wisdom under your belt that I think you'll be able to share with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think I do know a lot of females in this field, but they need people like Ronnie and you that are going There's, to lead the way to say it's okay. It's yeah. not weird because what I think most males are afraid of, even like grown men are afraid to even open that doorway. Cause they're like, is this too creepy? Is it weird? Yeah. Is it BS? Like, like they don't well, know what to believe. You are opening yourself up to a more feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, intuition and all that is, it's a feminine energy. So you have to step away from that masculine side. And I think, I think there's going to be a big need for a balance of both. I think we lack the balance in Mm -hmm. a lot of young men. It's, it's either strictly feminine, but not spiritually. Yep. Or it's strictly masculine and. No like no spirit at all yeah you know? like i guess it's a lack of spirituality in a sense but it's a lack of understanding like mm-hmm. that there's a lot more out there mm-hmm. and we get rate like i put it like any when i went to school it's like it's like a zoo animal in a zoo Mm-hmm. that was born in captivity you don't know that the jungle exists mm-hmm. you don't even Isn't know what's that's, out there that's a really good way to put it like you don't know what's out there and once you and you realize that well there's all these checks and balances to keep certain information hidden so we don't you know truly understand ourselves and there is this engineering type sense in the world where they want to say they but there's a sense that almost like we're pushing a certain way and this is what life is and this is how it is and death and taxes and die and just like Mm -hmm. you know like there was like a lack of I think we're in a renaissance in a sense of just rediscovering a lot of these old and newer philosophies and stuff they're coming back in a way mm-hmm. and we're relearning them mm-hmm. and it's bringing us all together and it's gonna I think bring balance to a lot of men out there because I think and and women I think like there's a big mix of like the divine feminine, the divine masculine. I think like that's coming back, and like there is there's a like big the yin and yang needs it, to be yes. balanced for sure. I exactly. really think so too. I think there definitely needs to be a balance within energies with people. Like they're they are opening up, and they're there. There's a lot of people that have questions right now, and yep. even when I started this. 10 years ago it was like taboo you know people were like oh god i don't want to know anything about it you do you but i don't want any part in it yeah whereas now i think a lot of people are questioning things and they're they're starting to want to know more 
And that makes my job easier because mm-hmm. it makes it so that it isn't so strange and it isn't bizarre and people are being a little bit more open these days and I'm really grateful for that. You know that there's more. Mm-hmm. And I think people deep down know that. And they're once they see other people that you know start questioning it and like okay then that like you feel more comfortable like that's how it was for me i know like i mean i had to find stuff online and information online and certain people who were interested in the information i was seeking and i realized that they were out there i'm like okay like i'm not i'm not alone here mm-hmm. in, in questioning something and i'm not the only one who's like what's going on like i think people are starting to think about you know something's going on and they're questioning what they're being told mm-hmm. and I think that's a really good thing and I think people are growing from that and like there's gonna come a point where it'll be a tipping point and it'll eventually it won't be so woo-woo-y mm-hmm. right it won't it, it's it'll just be accepted as what it is is fact as there's I there love is that because that would be so nice for me to not be judged all the time well, <laughs> I was, I've been I've been scared to talk about a lot of things about people just because it's woo woo or you know so people can't far out you there. can't prove it I'm like, oh, yeah, actually but there's a lot of things actually that, you can you know well and <laughs> you're I just say not looking to, and then that information's hidden well think about right? this like when you think about Wi-Fi I always say to everybody you know if you go to someone's house you're like hey can I get your Wi-Fi you can't see it but you know it's there and you tap into it and you use it mm-hmm. and it works right yeah, nobody knows how these computers work but they know how to use them and it somehow just magically happens yeah. and because people are questioning it's just I found this meme on Instagram and I ended up reposting it because I found it fascinating and I'm going to read it to you because I think it's really neat it says Witches call it spells, Christians call it prayer, spiritualists call it manifestation, atheists call it the placebo effect, scientists call it quantum physics, everyone's arguing over its name, but no one is denying its existence. Exactly. You can't deny the existence of it. There's something more, right? I wanted to understand it and yeah at the bottom of the barrel like you're left with like okay yeah there's something here Mm -hmm. that you like it's there Mm -hmm. you can't make it up Mm -hmm. it's and it's measurably there too yeah right which is even crazier i mean whether it's schumann resonance i mean i mean i went down so many rabbit holes of trying to understand like reality in a sense like that too and Mm -hmm electricity and magnetism the two forces that rule our you know our entire existence and Mm -hmm. we don't even know what magnets are and where electricity or lightning comes from and there's all these answers that just i was like what yeah we don't know how a lot of this stuff works like but yeah we trust a lot that's in the unknown and then there's others that are questioning it so it's interesting to me i do feel like like in that saying, like a lot of, I always felt that way that everyone was talking about the same thing, just explaining it differently. A hundred percent. We all believe in something and yet it's the exact same thing, but everybody's choosing to take their, their part in it and Mm -hmm. call it what they would like to. And so be it, go ahead. And certain forces throughout time have manipulated that in a sense too, over time. And Mm -hmm to deceive and that's like that's a tough that, i mean that made me really angry <laughs> mm-hmm. learning a lot of the lies and deceit was the injustice i guess of it, it just made my blood boil through a lot of that and yeah. that was what i was dealing with a lot before i came and seen you too yeah I saw you mentioned anger. to me like the anger's eroding my soul and it was like i was just so mad uh, yeah i said it to you i saw it i was like you're you're letting it rob you of joy yeah. and you're here for a reason you have to start accepting that and and really embracing the fact that you are here you are chosen to be here you you chose to stay mm-hmm. right your soul i always say to everybody before we come here we choose to experience certain things and everybody goes oh well you know, some people will argue that and say, well, did you choose to go through these terrible experiences? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and they're like, that's crazy. And I said, but that's what we signed up for. We Our souls came here to go through these, you know, the good and the bad to evolve. 
and find our way back to it's like the, light. it's duality it's the yin and the yang like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know if something was good or if something was bad if they, did, if they didn't exist it right. would just be so do you feel that surviving that accident and others not surviving it does it does it make sense to you of needing to be here and needing to give back in some way to almost honor those souls by Mm -hmm. living your best life here yeah that was like my original thought was like i'm gonna i have to be my best self now Mm -hmm. like that's what they would want yeah um but along that way like i definitely forgot that and went into the dark a little bit. And oh, that's I mean, kind of what we were talking about mm-hmm. just a second ago was the dark and the yes. light. Yes. And I can understand going into that darker place and not making sense of a lot of things and questioning a lot as well. Yeah. If you're only looking at dark, you will only see dark. If you're only looking at light, you will only see light. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, like I just got lost in that and just forgot that like, obviously i'm here for a reason or else i wouldn't be because i shouldn't be i really shouldn't be here yeah judging like from where i was sitting from the entire story of like choosing to like go and lay down 10 seconds or like a couple minutes before it happened and the way i was sitting on the bus that made me live and like all these weird things that happened beforehand it just I knew it wasn't a coincidence that that happened that way. Mm-hmm. And I knew that from the start, but yeah, along the way, when you get lost in the darkness, just you you forget why you're here. I think you need to go into the, I think everybody needs to go into the dark in mm-hmm. order to appreciate the light. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm happy I went through it now, but I wasn't very happy when I was going through that. And mm-hmm. I get. I mean, that's the transformation and the lessons that you learn from those bad experiences that make the evil necessary. Mm-hmm. I think like mm-hmm. that's the duality of it because you'd never come to understand a lot of these lessons if you didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, learning the hard way is always the best way. I say like mm-hmm. I've never once I've never truly learned learned anything and like something stuck with me unless I've learned it the hard way by making a mistake or mm-hmm. losing something or getting lost like in the darkness like i said before like i would have never truly appreciated the love and the light like i do because i've seen the dark yeah and i can see how bad it can be yeah and then you fight to stay in the light and mm-hmm. do you ever feel because even I'm going to ask you this question because when we were in my healing room and I was doing the reading and like I said you were right there with me in that energy and you, I could feel you on the other side with me. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel any of their energies, even Ryan? All the time, especially I'd say Ryan the most because that one shocked me more than anything because it happened a month before. I yeah. mean, on another 13 day too, which I mean, if you're in the numerology and stuff, it's like 13 is just a crazy one for me, but mm-hmm. like that was really, really tough because I was, and I was really growing closer to him before he passed too. And we were like becoming better friends mm-hmm. and a lot tighter because we, we actually were like, we'd fight all the time and stuff that during that year and like bust each other's balls and yeah. like you know like give it to each other a little bit and like we'd had some times where like there was a time when we didn't even um we took separate vehicles to practice because it was me ryan and my one of my other best buddies levi who were the three kids from olds and we were playing in red deer it was 45 minutes away so mm-hmm. we carpooled every practice together every day and there was like a month there where we didn't talk like we weren't driving to practice together and weren't talking but like over that course of the year, we really grew really close. And then just cause so many car rides and everything. And and the way I found out too, just being in Humboldt and then having to fly back that the next day and everyone was getting ready for playoffs. And I was supposed to be excited for playoffs coming up. And 
was just dealing with my broken face at the time because I had a I took a slap shot to the face and shattered my orbital bone. I saw that in your reading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. You did. Like, what did. happened in your face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I was dealing with that a month before he passed away too. That was in February, and he passed away in March. So it was like, and I felt him. Well, I know now that before the accident and all that, he was with me, and he was part of the reason I was I'm alive still I, and I know that is that he was with me and protected me and yeah I knew that right away and I, I think my mom even mentioned like in I mean I was pretty high on a bunch of like uh, painkillers and stuff when I was in the hospital but a day later or something I was murmuring stuff in my sleep and out of my sleep and in and out and mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of it because of course well, I think it was either the trauma of it or the drugs. So yeah. one of the combination of both. both. So, yeah. But she remembers me speaking a lot of stuff where I was just channeling, I guess, is what it was. And looking back, I guess, exactly what I was just channeling. Yeah. And, yeah, like, he came to me lots. And the crazy, I mean, I, he comes to me through light. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like like uh anyone wants stranger things in the upside down like yeah with the lights going off flickerings and just like i was originally like you, you question it and you're like is this real is it just is, oh, it, it's, is it by chance that it yeah. just happened to flicker at this time when i just look at it randomly at this random light and then it flickers and it's like hmm does that happen every whatever like is it on is that just a faulty light bulb whatever it is but the I dropped out of school in Wisconsin, uh, 2021, and I was driving down to South Carolina to visit my brother who lives down there, and I was in the middle of Illinois somewhere, and I want to say, I can't remember the city, it was some city I was going through, a smaller city, and going around on the freeway, and it's dark out, and all the lights are on, and then out of nowhere, just all the lights go off, mm-hmm. like the entire freeway. <laughs> And I was just, and I, my hair stands up on my back, yeah. and I'm just like, oh my god, what the hell? And I come around this corner, and all that's there is this massive cross that's lit up, like, and it oh was huge, god. like, three-story cross that's just that's on the side of this highway, and it was like, all the lights just happen to go off, and then I look, and it's there, and I was like, everything. So I, that time, I knew it was all the boys, but, yeah, and a lot of my angels, but, and that was right after I made a decision to leave hockey, and quit school and it was like a big that was a big decision that I made that I wavered on for a while and it was like a reassurance that no nah, you made the right choice you made the right you. choice like yeah get out of there yeah <laughs> and it was like oh and I was just like I went I had I drove right down to Nashville that night and just had a night alone to myself in Nashville listening to music and yeah I don't know I just felt them with me but like there'll be times when I'm driving in the most random spots and a light will just flicker right under me or so many times that happens and it's not it's statistically impossible to be a coincidence that many times that many times exactly and and I get an instant and the first thought is somebody and normally it's Ryan but like sometimes it's um you know a couple other boys that come to me a lot too where yeah they were kind of spiritual boys beforehand too and i just i don't know i just feel like a deeper connection to some of them and i feel like they come to me more often than others yeah but whoever i get an instant thought of i just instantly it's a it's a feeling of knowing it's not a feeling of like believing that's at all it's i think truth is a knowing and it's a frequency and you can pick up on that frequency and it's that's the hair standing up on the back of my neck or you got it you get the the heebie-jeebies or I call it the shiveries truth resonates it's such a high vibrational level Resin. and yeah, that's why our hair stands up and I tell everybody that if your hair stands up that is something that is absolute truth or spirit nearby as well well it's an electromagnet it's a measurable frequency it's like yeah you literally can't make it up it's measurable it's there and yeah. you feel it yeah and like that's what took me so long to figure out was like oh you can literally feel this stuff it's mm-hmm. it's not believing mm-hmm. at all it's there is no believing it's knowing mm-hmm. and that's what really changed when i'm anytime i find myself trying to believe something 
I know that's probably not as true as if I just know. I have it like that frequency of knowing. Like yes. I know this is true. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. And you do need some belief in there and like hope and stuff like that. But there, when you it's, come across the truth, like you know it's, it's the a truth. Deep knowing. You don't yeah, believe it is. it's the truth. It you is know. a feeling from the inside. It's our intuition at its best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the gut feeling, like you have different nerves in your gut which are the same nerves in your brain which literally your nerves are picking up those electrical signals and Mm -hmm. that's why you get that gut feeling it's yeah that's the science way if you want to look at it there's a spiritual way if you want to look at it Mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways of looking at the same thing like we said before in that in that post you had there like so many ways of saying the same thing but end of the day it's the same thing yeah i love that you're explaining that to everybody because for the people that are questioning it out there sometimes all it takes is their own experience in order Mm -hmm. for them to understand it because Mm -hmm. we can't force people to but we can help guide them to right and what you just said makes a lot of sense i'm really glad that you still feel all the boys with you and especially ryan because as you go through the rest of your life, they will always be as guides to you, to guide you to I'm safety. I'm gonna need them too, actually. Now yeah. I'm like thinking, like when we got into spiritual protection and stuff like that. That's and what I'm talking about. It's gonna be nice having a good team. You have a great team. They will be, I know that without a doubt, that they'll be a part of your team to help guide you to make good choices in life, to keep mm-hmm. you safe. I know I ask upon my guides and a lot of the people that I've helped on the other side when mm-hmm. I really truly need some help with something in my life yeah. I definitely ask they say ask and you shall receive and it's true and so I keep going through life like that and I'm glad that you're going to do the same because yeah. that's when I know that you will do really great things and you're going to help a lot of kids and younger people out mm-hmm. there to do the same so yeah Well, Grayson, I really want to thank you so much for coming on here today and sharing your story because your story is quite unique, but what I love about you is that you're so willing to be of service to others and to help others, and I cannot wait to be a part of the rest of your life and and journey with you alongside you as well because it's inspiring for me and for my my boys i know that doesn't make a lot of sense to everybody out there but to have very sensitive children and to see someone who's experiencing what you're experiencing it's really inspiring for me to know that there's hope for them to have a greater understanding of what is out there so Mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on well thank you for having me and you've been an amazing inspiration in the short short time i've known you and i i'm just Mm -hmm. I, I literally I prayed a couple months ago for a mentor and somebody to look up to and like the next thing you know you're right in my life so <laughs> I, like I can't thank you enough for being here and inviting me on a little scary for me to be this open this is probably the first time I've ever truly expressed myself like from Fine. the soul mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. a little scary but uh, just thank you for letting me do it and it's for a reason everything happens for a reason I love that. If you would like to book a reading with me, I can be reached at www.divinemessages.ca or on Instagram at divinemessages333 or at the Divine Messages podcast. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.